0: Okay, so as I mentioned there are some interesting sugyas, nogea to the Chagas this time of year and the opportunity to focus on some of the practical aspects of Hilcharazar, which Bar Hashem since the beginning of Bayeshani, when I check in begged the, beg the Barhu to get rid of the eight Used to be a lot more Nogaya before then. With the shechting of the Eight Sahara, and then what I think is poshured historically, the great equalizer, when he got rid of the Eight Sahara, for us, out of Rahim and for Yisrael, didn't make a whole lot of sense to have all the Yom that were surrounding us to have it in full force. So very shortly afterwards, it became monotheistic, it started switching over, and then the people on the peripheral, the billions of them, who didn't really have sheikhs of the Yidden, the, the contrast wouldn't look so strange, which explains why in the Far East and all the other places they're still doing it, have been and still are, and Avodah Zahra is alive and well, unfortunately, for many people, but in the places that most of the Yidden don't really frequent on a consistent basis. So it's not as Nagea, but uh, from the times we've gone back to the sugia, it, it still comes up. And uh, we'll continue to do so as long as they haven't all done chuva yet. Matter of fact, the Sugya after this, when we go back to the trees and cutting them down, uh, we're going to have a chance to go back to the Shach that I think we touched upon three years ago. He talks about, I remember, I must have been looking at Jubas, so I gave an example of a landlord who asked me the Shayla from Washington Heights. And he said that he owns a few buildings, and there are a lot of people from uh, Puerto Rico and other such places who are pretty active in the things they're burning in their living room to various things that are set up there. And he said it's amazing how Bavarazar in various forms is alive and well in, in Washington Heights and nothing to do with the This that's the claim. Uh, so so uh, the whole assumption that you're allowed to um, lease an apartment is based on the fact the asks how are you allowed to do it? They're going to bring in a vodazars, and Sechiris is in Kaina. So he says, by law, maybe it is. We're going to go back to Chazrit, and we'll get to it in a few weeks. And, and he says, by law, in Poland, in the time of the Shach, you couldn't evict the guy in the middle of the winter. And if, you're, if the house fell, you had to give him yours. That's not the law today. You know, he was trying to prove that Sechiris is and therefore belongs to the guy. It's not my problem of bringing a Zars into my house. And based on the way the law is now, that is a problem. It's clear it's not kind of... You could say New York City is better because they have such tenant protection and now they're filing that they shouldn't have to pay rent and can't evict them for the next uh, 30 years or whatever the case may be. So it might change going to the time, but that's a real practical of the and then you'd have a problem. Why are we renting it to them? So that's not part of the sugya right now, but it's just amazing how often it comes up. So before we get to what I have in front of me, just today, two people from the Shire... Ask me about the holiday greetings, so we'll have a one-minute chazorah on that. It's best to avoid, if you can, answering when they say, "Merry," whatever they're saying. Um, Best is to just say, happy holiday, enjoy your vacation, have a good one, or something like that, and that'll usually go over just fine. And if he, Dafka, demands, why didn't you say, then you should probably hang up the phone, because he's getting too pushy for an American. They should demand, that you should answer in kind. That's not politically correct. And usually you get away, but if you say happy holidays, Lashon Rabbim, it's also a mylib. and You could be including Hanukkah and um, the other vacation days that became civil holidays or whatever it is. And, you know, so it's more, it's more generic. If you recall, when we were discussing Chochzol a couple of years back, there was a discussion whether you're allowed to say the name of the Chagah because it's named after uh, the name of their, what's means of? savior, and is that part of the shame, etsem, and our peskim, that are machmer, and try to avoid it. Make it then we probably hold it's mutter, but the minute Israel is to try to avoid it. If it's only a chumrah, and for business you have to say it, you can't really say it's asr. But those are, the, those are the options. Yes? Is season's greetings more power than uh, happy holidays? No, happy holidays much more power than uh, season's greeting. Seasons is became... Matter of fact, somebody... Uh, Emailed me today. I even think he's on the line. I um, thought I saw him. I think he is. That uh, in England, if somebody here is in England, you're up <laughs> pretty late. Okay. Uh, so they said in England, holiday means vacation. In British. And British. So is that true? We just, yes. as I'm saying it, they, the whole England walks in. No? Holiday means uh, vacation? Yes. Right? Something that's like what that? I in great you're great. in a holiday ceiling. Okay. So, uh, why the Russians are siding with the British is a different kasha. Well, I won't get into that now. Uh, so, that's even better because then happy holidays is happy holidays, and uh, holidays means vacation. So, if you're American and you say that, it means that in British, still a better season's reasoning, I think, only means one thing, and that's when it appears on the bag with the green and red. Uh, uh, you know, with the, that heavy set fellow who, uh, you know, we spoke about is in secret, giving gifts to everybody uh, equally. Uh, so... You could do that also. But I said Lush and robin, I think, is important over here. Uh, happy <laughs> holidays, you just have the general inclusion. So, so it's good to take a minute to hazard that, because people get caught off guard. It's uh, very natural that the guy in the other line might, uh, might say that. Okay, so uh, Yaakov, who is, I think, on the line over here in America. So he, um, as a matter of fact, I, I see uh, Yisrael is there also. So uh, so we'll give you, uh, we won't say the name of the company unless you want the advertising. But they um, we're giving a seminar for the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Now that... Sounds like I know exactly what that is, and I've heard of it. Uh, I never did until he asked me, but he says it's very famous and was published in 1989, which is now ancient history, I guess. And it's a self-help book, which is given in businesses and seminars and had uh, become a highly effective uh, people. Uh, so we have a lot of those books called Shoch and Arach, things like that. You could probably get by with that also, but there's nothing wrong with it if there's no... Uh, nothing nefarious in there, then uh, a couple of tips from the business world, nothing Nothing wrong with that. So, written by uh, Stephen Covey, although there's probably no chive to give B'Shem Amr, when it's a guy who wrote a book and probably made his money already, if he's still alive. And if he's not alive, his relatives are happy he made the money. And either way, sold 25 million copies, and um, it's a successful program. So, Yaakov said that uh, they were... Jakob, if I say something that's factually incorrect uh, about the uh, business proposal, let me know, because that's not the main point here, though. Uh, But you were running the seminar, and I guess they sent you a whole kit. And part of the seminar is, I guess, to deal with B'ram No it's really a Musavart, and had a, it's probably like the book that was written 90 years before that. It's a more famous book written in the 20s. had a yeah influence. It's probably just a Google of of that maybe, and it happens to be that that book for the uh, two paragraphs I read of the three hundred pages. Uh, somebody said you got to read it. I said I'll read a couple of paragraphs. I'll get the idea, and it seems to be a nice Musa Sefer, totally the l'shema, or the l'shem and harbe depending how you teach l'shema. Uh It's an interesting thing. You have a guy, you write a thing about how it's so important to be nice to people and to give in and not be bekas and all sorts of things so you can make a lot of money. So leave out the last part and then it becomes very Jewish. You should be nice to people because it's Rosh Hashem. And you should be forgiving because of Rosh Hashem. And you should avoid machlekes because it's Rosh Hashem. And it might also get you into a better business position. So that's important for, once we're holding the seminar here, that happens to be uh, a very good thing to keep in mind, that there's no reason to make enemies, and K'nei Lecha is a very uh, Jewish concept. From the little I read of that book, uh, he kept repeating how this is good for your bottom line, which is Mitei Shalom L'shma, but I think Ochaim V'lezana says you have to try to get to lishma. I don't think this guy was from have attacked the book, but just, uh, I've heard people quote the book and say that it's the best thing since sliced bread, you have to know, hushkafically, it's pretty chrome if the point is to make money. It's nothing wrong with making money, but it should be for the tevis amidus and the improvement for the self-improvement. So this is a similar type of thing, and I'm just extrapolating from what it says on this little Lovatozah over here. Uh, We'll get to that soon. Uh, It's a talking stick, and it says on it, um, seek first to understand, then to be understood. I assume that's the right order, because if it's first be understood and then seek to understand, it wouldn't make much sense. So basically you got to give people their time and let them finish their thoughts and express themselves and then you'll understand them, they'll understand you, and that's effective communication. Um, just extrapolating what I, it probably says. Um, to hone in on that point, I guess people like talking a lot, which is a funny thing for me to say because I'm holding a monologue, but the fact is, is that When you have a conversation in a business setting and you have a board meeting, everybody keeps talking and they keep interrupting each other, which is not nice and also not very productive. So I suppose, Yaakov, you probably even told me this when you gave it to me three months ago, but I'm just reconstructing it. Uh, The talking stick over here is, I guess, the guy who's supposed to be holding the floor. And you hand this to him, and then he does the talking, and nobody else allowed to talk unless you hand him the stick. So if I were to matter to this, we would keep this in sheer. and anybody has a shayla, I would hand it out to you. Uh, we probably could find something better, uh, as we'll develop the sugya. So of all the crazy, ridiculous things to send in a promotional package, they couldn't think of anything else. They're looking for a pointer, mind you, unless there's something really dark and nefarious about what's going on over here, which wouldn't surprise me. If I had to make a list of 100 things to serve as pointers, a totem pole would be the very last thing on the totem pole. Bizarre. Out of all the things... Now, Yaakov, you'll tell me if there was a reason that they actually state behind this, why they would make replicas of a totem pole. But maybe it represents the corporate ladder. I could die about this, but that's not really important. Uh, So this is a talking stick, and uh, it's supposed to be a stick, and the guy's holding it, and he talks, and then you give it to somebody else. So Yaka wanted to know, apparently, did you get one of these, did you get ten of these? You're probably on mute. Okay, but... I got one. You got one, okay. They're not exactly generous in this package here, if you only got one, but um, I guess if you have more than one, then everybody's going to be talking at the same time, that would defeat the purpose, so... <laughs> I'm figuring That's this out very shipping. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right, this is good for perm, you know, it's already pre-perm now with Ahasuerus, you know. Can, uh, so they have a talking stick, and instead of just giving out sticks in the envelope, they handed out a totem pole, and Yaakov wanted to know, uh, is this use, keep, should we destroy it, should we blow it up? So obviously, you know, my first cool is, I didn't blow it up because it's been sitting here on the shelf with this farm, unfortunately, for three months. Um, Scary looking thing, these totem poles. I've seen pictures of them before. Bizarre and scary looking. And there's actually a fair amount of practical hooks of arazar that go into the background even before we address what these things are and then to come back to address whether this should be used in the seminar. So, uh, Yaakov, I assume that in the three months that transpired since then, uh, you've been giving the seminar with a regular stick, right? So she's yeah, not me giving the seminar, it's someone else. Okay, room. so whoever it is, you probably just got him a stick, which you can get off of any tree in Muncie and <laughs> hand it to them. So that would be pretty okay. But it's definitely great that you brought this up because it'll give us the opportunity. In your copy, if you're on the Zoom, you have Hilchasabarazara and it's simen Kuf Mem Bays. And page one will start with Sif Yudalid. There are a few different moving parts here which we're gonna to try to weave together. All of which are again independently and certainly together for this uh, totem pole. And um, anybody here who's never been out west to an Indian reservation, myself included, I've never seen a totem pole up close and I'm not saying you should go visit them because that's gonna be part of the shiloh. shouldn't have to be paying to see them but any Native American area has these things all over the place and they take these very large trees and they carve them and um, you're going to tell me that your neighbors had these also in your youth. Uh, this is a totem pole, uh, and uh, <laughs> you walked in just at the right time. What? <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll delete that from the official uh, record. Uh, so uh, it might be okay. Just wait till the end of the sugya. So you'll uh, see. So in Native American areas and reservations today, they still have them, and they actually the made of trees, so they get old and then sometimes they just start falling apart and they retire them, but they're all over uh, America, North America, Canada, and the Aztec Indians uh, probably have a fair amount of these types also. These are societies, just a a reference point, these societies that are heavily involved in hardcore Avodah always were, and probably still are. That doesn't mean this is an Avodah that's what we're going to discuss, but the Sugya starts off where we're talking about a people who were not claiming to be monotheistic in the first place. And that's pretty recent American history. You don't have to go back to the Aztecs in, in South America. So let's see Sif Yadal first, and we're going to discuss the Avalazar Shabbai, and part of the sugi is going to be, even if it's not Avalazar, is there an iser, and what's the Isser to carve likeness of humans and animals which is a separate Pesach, Lo Sassaniti, which we'll get to. So they're two different parts of the Sugya. Either one might be Nagea. Yedalad, merchets Shiesh Shbalilam. is based on a very famous Sugya, of where they had public bathhouses, and the public bathhouses had, were run by the government, which were Romans, or before that the Greeks. Uh, Societies still that were involved in Navada of various sorts as they slowly moved to uh, monotheism, but that took hundreds of years. And in the bathhouse itself, which was used by Jews and Gaim and Khoshova Gedilum, and the like, and they went to the bathhouse and you'd walk in, and it was very noticeable that have a gigantic god, or two or three. And it was huge and it was there, pretty front and center. And then the question is is it put there for worship, for COVID? Does it ask for the bathhouse now? What do you do with it? And uh, the Sukkah records that they asked, uh, How can you be here? They asked, Amma, Shavuot, right here. And there are a couple of avenues of heter. It was mutter, the question is why. So take a look at the Machaber. So heter number one, it wasn't made. For worship. Now, it's clearly distasteful. Why would you want to have a, a Zeus um, taking up half the room in the bathhouse and you're like trying to swim or wade around? You keep bumping into this Avodah uh, uh, Very not Geschmack, but if it's clear, and apparently that was the Messias, it wasn't put there, La'ovda, then it doesn't have a shame of Avodah It's just a replica of that might be elsewhere that are being worshipped. That's a Kiddush, by the way. It's not no even a Mazar. It's a replica of what they'd be worshipping somewhere else. But they're clearly not worshipping here. And we know that from the context, as the Mechaba will say, <speaking in Hebrew> This is important. Because the heter you can misread this, which is never a good idea to read a mechaber without the sugi, Which I'm giving the background. The heter is not that the are mavazets in a bathhouse, and in a bathhouse, how do I put this delicately? People not only clean themselves up, but picture a gigantic pool. Um, they didn't have outdoor or indoor plumbing, and. I don't know why somebody would want to do this. If you go into a bathhouse, I would prefer to keep the bathhouse clean, but it didn't always happen that way. And people use like, the corner over there and the corner over there for the latrine as they were doing it. So, yeah, a lot of people walking around very scantily clad, which in front of any normal avodazara wouldn't be proper unless you're balpar, in which case that was the way you do it. <laughs> so that's already a bizzillion for their avodazara. And they're also going to the bathroom in front of it, which is also a bizzillion. And that's the Raya, that obviously they didn't put it here, Lashem Kovid. Zu Shehi Ahmedes, Al the bib is that big sewer line running through. They were not clothed and they were also using the bathroom in front of it. So obviously it's not there for covid. And if it's the Malapara type thing, then it's Usr because that's the Avaidah. bazaar. Okay? Kain Shalevitz has a whole schmooze that they dafka took Baal Pa'or, and went to the Beth on to show that their God is, they have no God and they're in charge of their God and they can do whatever they want. That's a religion which is still alive and well today. And not the exact format, but the, the concept. It's not limited to this. Here's an extreme example where we know for sure it's not Lashem Kavid because they're being Mavazit. But if we would know that it's just there for noy as a replica and they're not worshipping it, the key is we have to know that they're not worshipping it and that would be mutter, which means, if you'd have something that is depicting various uh, avorazara-type things, or things from mythology, and that are tied in with their avorazara and the like, but we're talking about the real one, had a tree, you had a totem pole, and we would know historically they weren't worshipping it, then it wouldn't have a status of the actual avorazara, even though it might be a picture, a replica of that, even though they're not being bavazid either. So that would be the first angle lahokel here. This little thing over here, I would hope, uh, even if it were an Avodah in the original, they're not worshipping it, they're giving as a promotional item for a uh, highly effective business seminar. So we wouldn't answer this anyway. The question is the propriety of using it, what was the original form? So we'll get back to that later in the Metzius. Let's see in the next Sif. Tezvov. Atzer, Lishmaya, kli shir shal alilim, uh, also, very nugget to this time of year. People ask, they go by the yards, and uh, they want to um, look at the nice uh, color scheme and the artwork. So let's assume they're not looking at the dreidel we were looking at last night and the menorah, and looking at all these scenes. See, even if the scene is very religious in nature, I don't think the has changed. They're not bowing down to this stuff. This is just a story, a picture of the story. And even if they have a lady there with the thing behind her and the whole thing, I, I still don't think, they're probably not bowing down. You know, the closer you get to that, the more nervous you've got to get. Uh, we don't look at these things normally in the Pesachim, point this out, because it's not good for our neshama. That doesn't mean it's strictly us and an Avodah it does mean that this is going to be the last thing you want to use for a pointer, which uh, we'll get to the end of the sugya, but right now we're discussing the the Ikara Din. So, over here, the machaber says that if they're playing cliché as part of their service to the Avodah and is live, it's not just a replay of a tune, then that's going to be a problem. And it's actually beautifying the actual olil itself that would be awesome. if it's just a nice scene or things they put that are colorful for the general Chagel, but it's not actually part of the service, you've got to be careful because every other has its own rules and all of a sudden you could slip into being part of the service if they're uh, in their uh, churches and they're having the services and they're playing music and you happen to be listening, even though you're not in there you can't listen to that because that's being played during the service So you have to figure out what's actually part of the service and what's just a custom, and if the Avodah Zahra itself is nowhere near, then you're not beautifying the actual Avodah Zer. Mi shein Miskaven Mutter And the Rama ads, remember in Christian Europe, they walked around and they would hear this stuff from the actual services all the time, and uh, their chuvas about uh, Koalisha, where they couldn't tune it out, and the had is tune it out, and davar shein Miskaven, and, and you don't want to be there, and then they they heard the music, and so that's the comment of the Ramah, is God is Mutter, if there's a way to do it where it's not a If you just didn't look... Christian, didn't the Christian authorities to come into shuls and force them to listen to them? Uh, in worse times, but even in good times, the cities were very crowded and they had maybe one little uh, shtiebel and they had a lot of churches and they just went on all season. So this was a built-in problem. The Rama is talking about a real, a real issue. If you look at the shach, just on this comment of the Rama. Look at the shach on the wide lines. Um, go down one, two, three, four, five lines down the wide lines. The first line is Kishayna Meskavin. Mavur B'Tesis. You see that? I didn't bracket it. For Mavur B'Tesis, or This is very important. Davishayna Meskavin is only going to help you if it's not a psikrashah. So it has to be a scenario where you could plug your ears and you could hold your nose if they're burning incense. So the thing, and even if you don't, and you're not trying to pay attention, you're trying to tune it out, then it's a Davishan But it has to be in theory. So that's a very important caveat in the Ramah where the Ramah says Davish is mutter, it's only when it's not a psychratia. Okay, go back to the top line of these wide lines for a moment. Two lines before that, Lamed Beis in the Shach. Oseh l'shmeye v'chein l'ariyah Bereach sheh And the, the burning incense and the like. Lamed Gimel b'noi Lilim p'irish Bealilim atzma sh'nevdu Oseh l'shtakal bahen. Liras, noyans. You can't stare at the beauty of the statue and the things that are decorating it. Avot surish an'asad v'loi as we just described, and that would be the front yard scene which is not for the Neshama to look at and you shouldn't be staring at it and it's also not a kish Hashem if uh, they see you're looking at it but that technically wouldn't be usher. Okay. step number 3 go to the next page on page 2 Here, the Mechaber is talking about things you find in the middle of Sif Gimel. If you find a Kli that's Mechubid, then times the Gemara, and you have to look at the Messias at each Zman and each Mokom, you have to be Cheshesh that this object you just found is made shame of Orozara, and if there's any Shash, then you'd have to be Machmir, and you can't have any from it, and obviously you shouldn't be picking it up. So the Ramah, updates for the time of the Ramah, we're going to further update. Take a look at the Ramah first, in the middle, in page 2. In general, If you find it, you can have But you shouldn't keep it around. Take a look at the top right-hand corner in the Shach in The Machab is describing before where you find on the street a tzura of a sun, a moon or a darken, which is a dragon which part of their mythology was, which was worshipped That was in time of the Gemara. They still made them, but they didn't worship them at that particular time. When Rama is saying that, because it still looks very funny and you shouldn't keep around, but you can pick it up and quickly sell it and make a profit because we assume it's not actually being worshipped. Again, you have to examine each thing. But it's a which is why the totem pole is such an interesting Shiloh. Continue in the Ramah, And then the Ramah says, some are even if you know for sure, because of, besides the Khshad, some chance there's a lot of crazy individuals, and the Shah says, if uh, really it's down to kamat zero, we shouldn't have to be Chashish for that. So we see that you have to look at each society, Look at what they're engraving, what they're making, and what it's meant for. Is it Avodah Zahra itself? Is it Naya? Is it just stam for nice scenery, in which case it would be mutter until you get into the next problem. And that is, besides the isra of Avodah Zarah, Ziniso an Losas and Iti separate I can't say nothing to do with Avodah Zahra based on Darish time and a but in Chochhanarich, it's a separate Isra, We touched upon this years back. It needs a little chizik because a lot of people still don't know how prevalent it is. But you can't make a picture, draw a picture, take a picture of the sun, moon, or stars, even when it's not 3D, even two-dimensional. Because that's how it appears to us in the sky. Uh, there, we'll get into some of the details. If there's a guess if it's partial, partial moon, everybody answers because partial moon is most of the month. Partial sun. There's a bit more of a because some say that the sun does appear as a big fiery ball and partial wouldn't be usher. and others say no, it's often obscured by clouds and yes, sunset and sunrise. So that's the shy look. Can you photographers love sunsets and they're beautiful? So there are makhilim, but it's not, it's not a devra muskum. Not wanting to pick on the nursery and kindergarten teachers again, we really. Uh, uh, give them a rough time this year, but um, the issue of drawing, it's pretty standard drawing, Even before you get the bracious, they tell the kids to put a sun in the corner, and if you have a yellow thing with a yellow crayon, with a little rays coming out, that's a sun, so Ramesha, we're going to get to it, has a tshuva on it, and he says if they gil they shouldn't be doing it, and if they're not, we shouldn't be training them to know how to draw something, that by the time they know how to draw it, when they gil l'chinuch, it's also. So, is. what if they're doing it because of these Parshas, Yasef and the brothers, and the uh, stars, and bowing down, and they're just depicting scenes from so then Some want to say that would we'll go on to the Hetar of L'Islamid, highly debatable, because it says L'Islamid when it talks about the Sukkot in Rosh Hashanah, where he had charts for the Eden, for the Kiddush HaKadosh, and he pointed to the moon, to L'Islamid, to teach them. Otherwise, it would have been us, It doesn't mean L'Islamid for Khumish so those are going to be some of the practical points but it's a separate Isser even if it's not L'Shem Avodazar what I don't understand is that in Gemara Avodazar right, mm-hmm. the Daff could talk about the sun, and say just because some people worship it, right, right, so there are two different things, the Gemara talks about the sun in the context like the first Sif we just had over here of the sun and the moon and the dragon that was L'Shem Avodazar, this next Sif is going to talk about from the Pesach of Sasaniti, that's a separate Isser even though it's clearly not L'Shem Avodazar that, that's why they're two different even though it's not even though it's clearly not it's a, it's a separate that's the correct ah. correct so that's why and that's why it's important to be making these even if we would assume that the original Torah ball is not shame of Orozara which we'll still discuss if you're starting to have human faces the question is when it comes to humans we don't asser two dimensional mini pictures even though the many we him a hold that that was also. It's a chiddush that the machab passes the kulah. The mechaschinach has an ariches. He doesn't understand why the machab was Michael. He thinks Rabbi shine holds it's not pictures. What's the iti, lo sasan k'demush which means uh, don't make uh, replicas of things in the heavens, stars, sun, moon, and lo sasan itin means human being. And we're going to see. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a very finite list. And the question is 2D or 3D, and parts thereof is really, is really going to be the issue, which we're going to see right away. So let's see Siv Dalet, Aser, Litzayr, Tzirr, Shemadar, So there are a few different categories, not a very long list. Kigan Dalet, Panabadi, Dadi. So you have the Maistar Mekava, which you probably never saw and uh, wouldn't try to see. But together you have the Shara Adam Arya and Nesher. The Chet Egel came out of this because they got a little confused on uh, the perception of the Shechina, and that uh, little confusion in monotheism ends up being a varazar, unfortunately. Even though they didn't mean it, and maybe they meant well. A lot of people have meant well this week. The Chet Egel didn't end up very—it uh, uh, ends up being pure varazar. So, Shor adon Ariye Nesher, and it's only answer if you make all four together. Dal Panabahadi adadi Yadadi V'Chain page three. Four, four attached attached to each other or just part of one scene i don't know if it doesn't yeah, have to be attached to, to the uh, paintings that are all together it would probably have to have some shaykhs if you have one over there one over there oh, it, like yeah, yeah yeah it sounds like it that it's not like have to be together there's only one of the one of the four categories we're going to discuss then you have the sawfim afanim malakh uh, asharis. these are all masasilitik uh, and the most the adam Nothing to do with my summer cover and the Malachim, separate. It says even if it's not Lashem of And if they're made, if a company sends it to you, you can't keep it because the shad that you asked them to make it and Amir Laqam is gonna be us over here. And that that's gonna be one of the issues we have to discuss. But we're out of time, so Shem, we will take this up next week.